0: On today's episode of The Buster Show, real quick, before we get this one started, I just wanted to introduce my two guests to you before they get here, um, Swish and Onik. two of my very good friends, 21 and 22-year-old entrepreneurs, have raised millions of dollars, just acquired a brand new company. And I'm very, very excited for them to share some of the lessons they've learned from entrepreneurship at such a young age. And I think it's worth your time. Because I value your time a ton and I I don't say it enough, but I really, really value and appreciate you spending a few minutes here and there to listen to this podcast. This is worth your time because they're going to drop some dimes on what it takes to build real companies at such a young age, the ups and downs, the truth behind entrepreneurship, which people don't say enough. And we're also going to talk about some of the hilarious stories from the time that we've spent together from almost missing courtside at the NBA Finals to OVO Fest to playing pickup and losing against 15-year-olds, a bunch. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy. This is one of my favorite episodes. Catch you on the flip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. I have very, I have two very, very special guests today: Swish, Anik from True Fan. Thank you legends. for having
1: us. Yep, I love this.
0: <laughs> this is going to be a very high energy podcast. I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to start it off with two stories. Mm-hmm. One of which is probably top two craziest stories of my life. <laughs> I know you've heard it. You were you you were there. You were.
1: I was <laughs> featured in it. You were.
0: You were a key component. Oh, really? In this story, <laughs> let me break it down real quick. Before I, we dive into True Fan and why you guys are here in New York and all of that, I thought it would be fun to open with this story. So, you, uh, you had asked me to come out uh, to Toronto, where you mm-hmm. guys are from, for the weekend uh, mm-hmm. because I was going to talk to the company yeah. uh, and it was the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. So, I am the combination of those two things was very, very exciting. Uh, and I, you booked flights through TrueFan mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. One was at 7 a.m. I don't do well with <laughs> mornings. We'll just, we'll just lay that lay that first and foremost. Um, and then our friend, Jack, yep. Yep. The, legend, the legend, runs Best Crosses on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Absolute legend. Mm-hmm. He tells us that he has courtside seats for the NBA Finals. We get very excited.
1: <laughs> very excited.
0: I go to bed the night before. Yep. I set my alarm. Yep. I call my doorman to tell me to wake me up in case I'm not out of the house by 5 a.m. for mm-hmm. a 7 a.m. flight to Toronto. Short flight. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour. I go to bed. I, do, I don't I do pack my bags. I always pack <laughs> when I get up. It's quick. It's an easy trip. I wake up. It's light outside. Yeah. <laughs> Red flag number one. <laughs> I look at the clock. Yep. It's 10 a.m. I panic. He checks his phone. <laughs> I check my phone. It's 10 a.m. I go straight to the airport. No flights going to Toronto. This is the day of the NBA Finals. So it's Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is game two. It was that morning, 10 a.m. No more flights to Toronto. Yep. I finally at like noon find a flight that goes into Detroit. So I fly to Detroit. <laughs> it's now 3 p.m. It's a 45-minute flight from there. Yep. It's now 4 p.m. The flight gets delayed for another hour and a half. <laughs> it's now 5.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you're, you're like, first, when I was back in New York, you called me and you're like, where are you?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. are you here? Are yeah. you supposed to
0: land two hours ago? At
1: this point, I actually didn't even know where you were. Like, I, I yeah. didn't know if you were coming for the game. I thought you'd probably miss the game and you'd come in that night, yeah. but I had no idea. I think
2: he texted me yeah. because I had a meeting by the apartment. And he's like, yo, swing by the apartment. Buster's going to be there. Make sure you let him in. So I swung back and he was like, I haven't even left because I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
0: So I'm in, I'm in Michigan (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and, and the flight's delayed for two more hours. So Mm -hmm. it's now 6 6 p.m. for an 8 p.m. start time game. Like
1: tip off is 8 p.m. And I'm not in the
0: country. (laughs) And I'm not a rapper. I'm not flying private or anything. No. <laughs> I am at the you know, arms of this airline. Yep. And we take off. Mm-hmm. We get in mm-hmm. at 7. It was literally
1: like 7, seven five, like an hour before tip-off. An hour before tip-off. tip, tip off. <laughs> I don't even, I, I
0: sprinted through the airport, told the security <laughs> my situation. Uh, they got me to the front of the line. Like, yeah. oh. And I, they're like, where are you sitting? I was like, Court side. on the wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're like, all right, front of the line. Yeah. <laughs> if I had said, like, nosebleeds, they probably wouldn't let me through. And I somehow sprinted to a train, got on the train.
1: That train is good, huh? The UP. Amazing. 20- bullet train, literally. twenty I range. changed into a Knicks jersey <laughs>
0: on the train. People looked at me like I was crazy, yeah. but honestly, I was crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I made it to the apartment at 740. Yep. Yeah. You guys are waiting in the lobby. We're
1: waiting in yep. the lobby. We look at Buster running, and just like <laughs> the minute he gets through the doors, he's so amped. He's like, "Let's fucking go!" <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever been more excited in my entire life than yeah. making that yeah. that 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 game. We dropped. I mean, thankfully, also my apartment's like right beside the. There were so Costa many Bank things Center that went in that that, train, went that into thing. Like we literally got there, and you guys didn't even
2: go up to. The apartment. Did I'm pretty sure?
1: Did we go direct?
2: Did we do right
0: to the game? I think we, we, went, went, we went up, drop off bags, bags. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't get in with the bags. And then
1: ran right through.
0: Oh my God. I'm just getting stressed just,
1: <laughs> just telling the story right now. I'm stressed, bro. That was one of the um, best nights of my life, though. That was one of the, I, even <laughs> though they lost, even that though they was
0: lost. the most fun. Yeah. Ever.
1: Ever. Ever.
0: Could you imagine if I was still on a plane getting yeah. selfies
1: from the <laughs> unicorn side of the game? You know, I would have Clear sent them to. <laughs> oh, hundred
0: <laughs> percent, and uh, I would be ta- talking about those selfies mm-hmm. here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, mm-hmm. thankfully not. Maybe. I want to talk about True Fan. Yep, I remember when you guys started True Fan, mm-hmm. um, and we True, first kind of we first kind of talked about it. Mm-hmm. How has it changed over the years as to kind of what like the first idea was? like, what the hell it is now?
2: Yeah, um, it's a great question. I think, and like, obviously, you know the story Buster, So I think you'll probably find this even interesting because even what has happened in the last couple weeks, I think how we've reframed and, and restructured kind of the problem that we're really trying to solve. Um, at first, it was really just a super simple algorithm to say, can we help brands and influencers, athletes, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. find their top fans? Because we just feel like there's a large disconnect between the people that seem to really put a lot of care and excitement on social and those people are being discovered, rewarded and engaged on those platforms that they do those kind of fan, you know, fan moments, commenting, liking, whatever it may be. Um, I think where it's gotten to now is we are a data analytics platform that really just wants to transform marketing to help brands connect with their grassroots communities of super fans and micro influencers. And I think even more kind of the idea that we're, we're moving into is that, you know, digital digital marketing spend is like a two hundred and sixty billion dollar market, yet there's a strong amount of research and studies that have been done that prove that you know it's very hard to tell how accurate or uh, reliable the data is getting back in terms of how effective these types of advertising methods are so i think both swish and i feel that the next big bubble that's going to burst is this digital advertising bubble yeah. and when that happens you know it's really going to those one to one authentic moments or connections that brands create are what's going to really drive Marketing going forward, and that's what we feel Truefan is really uniquely situated to help you know capture that that growing movement.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Swish was nodding his head like you were dropping the most fire <laughs> freestyle of all time. Yeah, um, I, I believe it. <laughs> I believe that. So, what have you guys kind of learned in the process? This is is this isn't your first company?
1: No. Um, I mean, kind of the first company for me, though, that we've like raised this much money, we've like acquired another company, we've led a team of now more than 10 people. Like, that is definitely a first for me. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Likewise. But we've done things in the past. Yeah. Like, Anna created an app when he was like 14 years old, uh, an app that only, it was a ringtone app. The ringtone was, you know, a tone that only people under the age of 21 could hear. So, like, if your phone went off in class at school, your teacher wouldn't be able to hear that. And out of every download, yeah, literally, out of every download, he gave twenty five cents to free the children, which is like a big nonprofit um, to be able to help build schools in India. So that was that was something Anik did like maybe seven years ago now. Yeah, close to it, pretty crazy. Twenty two soon. I remember
0: when we talked for the first time, and you were telling me
1: about that. You were at Stanford
0: at the time. Yep. And you were telling me about how that was like top Uh, of the top in the charts on the App Store at the time, and like all the kids were using it. Um I remember that too, Buster. Like it's
2: crazy. I literally remember exactly what building I was at. I was at the uh it's across from the h p buildings like mm-hmm. the Hewlett Hewlett has a building Packard has a building. you go up. I forget the name of the building, but it's like the c s uh and business building and I remember I had my bike locked and I was just talking to to you on the phone. I was pacing back and forth because I was like, this kid's just like so smart like the way you talked about media and mm-hmm truthfully, I don't know too, I I still don't know that much about social media. And at that time, I knew even less. It was incredible to hear someone, because this was two years ago. So you were what, like
0: 16? Yeah, 17. 16, 16, 17. 17.
2: Like I was like, damn, I'm just getting like knowledge bombs just (laughs) dropped on me. And it was, it was so cool. It was like one of those first moments where I was like, holy crap, like there's some people out there that just like, know their stuff and don't know their stuff like in a way where it's like they know how to appease brands because there's a difference between actually knowing your stuff to the level of like personal growth and like actual I think like deep set and deep rooted knowledge and then people that know their stuff to kind of appease the minds of what people want to hear and it was really interesting to hear how you talked about things because it was definitely it was definitely the former in terms of having that deep rooted knowledge and, and understanding kind of the intricacies of how the system worked. I appreciate that.
0: You know what's really funny? Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where I was too. I'm yeah. not even lying. Yeah, yeah. I was in Connecticut and mm-hmm. I was on I was in like one of these side rooms at my parents' place and it's like orange couch. That's where I was <laughs> that's where I was chilling at. Yep. Yeah. I don't remember the first time. Actually, I do remember the first time we met because we took that photo. It was at Atlantic Records.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, the Warner Music event. Which
0: is crazy that yeah. that was the first time we met. We
1: knew off each other before.
0: And we had been joking about this thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: about this album. That, that we were going to drop that was dedicated to a very special woman. Oh and my god, I know. Do you want to name drop that woman? I, I'm just going to say the first name. I don't think you know we need to say the last name, but her name's Rachel. And we both there were a-
0: more. So here's here I'm gonna break it down because it's a podcast.
1: Do. Please do, uh,
0: and you got to shoot your shot at some point. At some point. So uh, <laughs> it was two Rachels. There are two. It was it was one that used to be the host of Two K TV. Yep, uh, and one that uh, is it's the is current
1: host. Current host. Off the jump on ESPN,
0: Rachel Nichols and Rachel Domino. <laughs> um, and There's are no mystery now. <laughs> we we just. I don't even know why. We just thought it was the funniest thing in the
1: world. Yep. It's not funny in retrospect. So, so Bust, at all. Buster had a major crush on Rachel Nichols. And then I obviously had was, a crush on Rachel Davida. No, it's believe not. Believe it or not,
0: <laughs> if you deep dive enough, you'll figure out that it was the alternative. <laughs> but I'm cool with that because so, we had a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> so, so Buster and I always used to share, like, like basically just photos of being like, <laughs> my Rachel's better. <laughs> And then when we met, we are like, why don't we put out an album called Rachel and share it? And we took this <laughs> oh massive photo God. in front of like a Warner Music logo that oh, I think wait. people actually thought oh, was wait. legitimate.
2: I know this photo. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. It's like the most legendary photo. So of, the iconic. of Both wearing
1: glasses. Both
2: yes.
0: wearing glasses yes. Yes. with oh hats. Oh, my God. I can't believe we just told the story on the <laughs> podcast.
1: Uh, I hope oh, it gets to both of I, them. I hope people yeah, I hope people don't listen to this until like 10 years from now. When <laughs> no. both of you are married to your Rachels. Exactly.
0: Think about that. Think about that. God. Um now that I'm blushing, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh no, that's definitely a lot of fun. But yeah, I remember I remember that mm-hmm. super vividly, vividly too. You and Elliot, yep. um, who's also a podcast alumni. Yep. Uh, which you guys are soon to be. Um, <laughs> it's perfectly so excited. <laughs> um, which you guys are soon to be. Uh, you and Elliot were on a panel with a few other people mm-hmm. at Atlantic. Yep. Um, and that was the first time I had seen you speak. I think that was the first time I'd seen Elliot speak, too. Yep. And that was before I was doing any of that. And I was like, all right. Yeah. These guys know how to control the crowd. Oh, man. No. I like the way this looks. I,
1: I um, love speaking with Elliot, too, because you never know with Elliot what direction he's going to go in. Like, I he'll remember, get a question. and I'm just like, whoa, he went into something totally different. He said
0: something so crazy that day that I just did not see coming. Somebody asked him, like, uh, like what do you care about this? And he was just like, I don't care.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, like a little Wayne deposition. Oh no no, video. no
0: They asked him, "Do you want to plug anything?" Oh yeah, or, or like, "What do you want to do?" He's like, "I don't really want to do anything." No no no! no
1: yeah, <laughs> and, like, and I'm like literally going up right it. after him, being like, "What do I say?" <laughs> like, do I actually plug something?
0: No, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk more about True Fan. Yeah, um, and I, I kind of want to dive into for those, um, you know, like as much fun as talking about different Rachels are. I think there's a lot that people can learn from kind of what you guys have done and yep. learned through True Fan at such a yep. young age. Because mm-hmm. how old are you? Twenty-two now. You're twenty-two. Twenty-one. You're twenty-one. You're about yeah. to be twenty-two. Um, for most people, don't raise a dime mm-hmm. until far later, if they ever do.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: You guys did at a very young age.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what made you? want to go the route of raising money and doing it that way
1: instead of just
0: bootstrapping? And Mm -hmm. do you think that, how do you decide if that's the route for you?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I, I think early on, at least this was my mindset, I always thought that when you create a company, especially a tech company, you need to raise money. Like I was very guilty of making a mistake that I think most entrepreneurs make, which is, I think of my idea I maybe get some traction, like I build out a prototype of the app or I build out, you know, some sort of service, I get some data points, and then I go and build a deck and I raise money off that. Um, I never really thought about bootstrapping until I think over the last few months, we've been very cautious about how much money we can raise. We know we can raise a really big round. We know we could raise a million, $10 million round. It's something if we really put our head to it and we wanted to do it, we could do it. But... That being said, we're also very cognizant of the fact that we don't want to burn more money than we need to. We want to be able to retain ownership between Onik and I because hopefully if we one day sell this company, I wouldn't like to make peanuts. I'd like to actually make something sizable that is accurate of the work that we've put in over the last few years. So I think we've been more cognizant about that now. Um, that being said, for bootstrapping fundraising, I mean, I think the fundraising route is great if you're looking to do something high tech. Like If you're trying to do something that has incredible startup costs associated to it, um, normally raising money would be great. You should definitely decide how much money to raise. I think a lot of people would raise way too much money off the bat. And then they pivot their idea and they're like, we didn't even need to raise that much money, but we gave up so much equity. But I think the bootstrapping model has become easier now than ever before. Like It's not just bootstrapping. You can also get non-dilutive funding. Like you could go to a clear bank, or in Canada, we have something called the Business Development Bank of Canada, BDC. And you can get money at an interest rate and you don't give up equity. And that those programs all exist, but they're all based on some early traction. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. That's yeah.
1: super interesting. Mm-hmm. So
0: explain to those that don't understand. Let's say uh Onik invests a hundred thousand dollars into you right. and he gets huge mistake. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Let's say he gets five percent <laughs> equity. Yeah. Um, how, over time, does that go up or down?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, imagine that on a, you know puts in 100,000, he gets 5% off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, the hope is that I become something big, right? right? So as my value, as my overall value goes up, The amount of money that his 5% constitute goes up as well. Because that
0: would be a $2 million valuation. Exactly. Didn't even go to college for that one. (laughs) Quick math.
1: Yeah, quick math. Quick math.
0: I thought about that
1: for far too long. (laughs) I will will admit. But that being said, I think a lot of people, you know, they they put in early bets and, you know, early on, I don't think Onik. Obviously, he knows me, so this would be a biased investment. Like, he knows who I am. Insider trading. Pretty much. (laughs) But at the same time, like, think about early stage investing. A lot of times, when you're investing in companies, you don't really know where it's going to go. So, the only kind of metric you can decide is do I actually like the person who's heading up the company? Like, is that jockey actually going to work out? Is he Mm -hmm. somebody or is she somebody that is incredibly qualified? They know something that most others don't, and they're willing to work for it. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing that he could be able to predict um, early on.
0: Yeah, Gotcha. That makes sense. That's interesting. Um, When you guys first started this out, how do you, because I've definitely found this very interesting. I've never had a partner on anything Mm -hmm. um, because it's very, like if you start your own thing, it's very difficult to like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. you make sense to be right there alongside with me every single day and I'm not going to get sick of you. Mm -hmm. How did you guys figure that out?
2: Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think that question really lies in the journey, and I think it's very unique case by case, based on the individual's work styles, their social lifestyles, different priorities that they have. Um, I think all in all, it really just comes from a. I think being open. I think truthfully, we we have a bit of a policy that if something's bothering one of us, we just try to bring it up right away, uh, whether it's personal whether it's business related whether it's a mix of the two because that happens anyone that thinks you can draw a line in the sand between the two i i wouldn't necessarily agree with them on that mm-hmm. um i think yeah if you if you can just be open and say listen like hey man this is bothering me or hey you know this is something that i would maybe like to talk about i really think and to your point buster i think it stems in trust mm-hmm. right if you know if you trust someone you could be like hey i'm going to you know i'm going to go travel around the world for the next 60 days. You might be like, well, why are you deciding to do that? And if you know you have a conversation and both parties feel somewhat satisfied about it and you go, okay, well, do it. And if the person goes, listen, if I do it and 20 days in, you feel like something's wrong, I'll come back. But trust me that at the end of the day, my main focus and my main passion is whatever we're doing together. And that's first. Mm-hmm. And everything else comes second. However, what a lot of people neglect to realize is that sometimes in order to put something first for a brief moment, you need to put other things first, which means whether that's yourself or that's your family, whether that's your friends, mental health, physical health, right? Putting the business first doesn't always mean that you're actually doing what's best for the business. Um, and I think understanding that and learning that is a really, really important way of not only being able to be a better entrepreneur, or a better person to whatever you do, mm-hmm. but I think it's Ultimately, what leads to having a successful relationship between two people, three people, four people, whatever it may be, is understanding that sometimes those needs lead to business success, even though you can't always see it right away.
1: Yeah. Mm And the thing about Onik too, is he's part of my closest friends group, obviously. I also know that he's he's somebody I see at work every single day, the co-founder, but he's also my roommate. Mm -hmm. Like, we literally see each other 99% of the time, right? So to your point of getting sick of the other person, there will be times, I think, where we are a little sick of each other, but we're really open about just disconnecting in ways that allow us to, like, go back to just being kids. Like, that, you know, we work, we go home, we eat together sometimes, maybe we don't. But at the end of the day, we literally go to our Xbox and we turn on Call of Duty and we become, like, 14-year-old kids again right and that just like refreshes the whole re- like relationship even if that day was really shitty
2: yeah 100% just being able to like go back to something like we play basketball every Sunday we're part of a team like you know things in the, play- that, in
1: the playoffs now by the way yeah
0: semifinals
1: coming up this Sunday
0: okay yeah, yeah. that's big
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> after this we need to tell the story about when we went but yeah. continue oh yeah um, long story short yeah. when I beat Buster by the way that's, that's the not preview. even. don't, don't even don't preface, don't preface any of it how are you going to preface right, that continue. with the truth anyways audit
0: I love this um, he's gonna f- just podcast is going to shut down we're going to fight <laughs> we're going to 1v1 right here yeah. the,
2: the newest boxing match
1: oh yeah oh like, yeah. screw Logan Paul versus KSI it's Rachel versus Rachel <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my
0: god I think I got Rachel
1: that was too I got weird. Rachel too <laughs> that's to,
2: bad. yeah to, to quickly wrap up I, I think yeah like you know no one ever think wants to be in front of everyone 100% of the time everyone right. needs alone time yeah. everyone needs personal time with other groups of friends or whatever it mm-hmm. may be it's just yeah be honest and and have fun i think at the end of the day like looking at life with a glass half full perspective i think is one of the most difficult and most rewarding things to do because when you really come down to it like a lot of us live extremely extremely blessed lives yeah. like stupidly stupidly blessed lives and i think if we just look at it like that and say you know holy crap i'm 21 years old i live with one of my closest friends i build a company that i'm super excited about And I can travel and and meet and do cool things like this without feeling like, you know, I'm, you know, bounded to anything. That's such a such an extremely 0.0001% of the world type thing. So I think Mm -hmm. looking at life like that too helps put everything in perspective and and makes
0: you realize that some of the little things just aren't that important. Yeah. The odds of me (laughs) prefacing putting anything in front of that story real quick. Yeah because of how important I think what you just said was yeah. that we are all very blessed yeah. and if anyone's even listening to this podcast too mm-hmm. just the fact that you're able to listen to it yeah. if you're able to watch it yeah. you know if you're able to see it on social media yeah. like you are part of the top percents you really mm-hmm.
1: are you really are you really are and and it's hard to re- like on that to remember that mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis but if you do that I actually feel like your mental health will improve over I'm time Because you will start to see every problem through a lens that is not arrogant. You're going to see it through a perspective that's actually grounded.
0: One of my favorite things is when terrible things happen Mm. that aren't like life, like
1: yeah, threatening, life threatening, life threatening, like
0: consequential, like Mm -hmm. everything that isn't health that goes wrong. It's my favorite thing ever. Why? Like right before this podcast, (laughs) we just had a hard drive go down that has every every episode of this podcast on it. Mm -hmm. Every episode's also on YouTube. Everything's everywhere else. The second I get home, I'm already thinking about it. I'm going to go and I'm going to download every single video. Mm-hmm. But like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And for like three minutes before this podcast, I was in a really bad mood. Mm-hmm. But... Then he saw me. <laughs> then I saw your hat. The hat yeah. <laughs> and then I thought about Rachel. Oh, um, my oh my my Which God. one? <laughs> but I think it's important <laughs> for people like you yeah. and I and you know all of us to share that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like I agree. no one does. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, bro. People buy fake followers and fake likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one shares like the no. bad things that happen. No, and especially in like entrepreneurship and whatnot. I think it's just like it's everything mm-hmm. to be able to share. You know, things that aren't the best because you mentioned it even mm-hmm. when you were like talking about like uh like playing Call of Duty at night like yep. doesn't matter if it was like a shitty day or whatever. But just like
1: yep, and that's why I love LinkedIn. Like you, you've heard it a thousand times, Buster. I actually bro, see you I posting love, a lot. I love it. Bro, Raheem was on it for me for a minute. I know it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but at the, Raheem's on with everyone. I feel <laughs> that kid works so hard. You I love somebody him so in the much. street, and Raheem's He's running his LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but LinkedIn is so cool. I feel because you can actually share those failures and those you know points of misery, if you will, that go on throughout your professional life that are bound to happen even in the future, and you will find a community that accepts it. That isn't turned off by it. I feel like on Instagram, maybe now the trend is starting to go towards that. But for a long period of time, I never wanted to share failures on Instagram because I didn't want people to A, feel sorry for me. But B, I just didn't think that was the sorry. content. Sorry, my bad. My Canadian accent came out a little. It's not your bad, it's just your <laughs> Canadian-ness. Well, you already noticed I'm a Canadian when I also said sorry for saying sorry. Like I said, my bad. But anyways... Um, The second, also thing that I think is really important, some
0: free health. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The second most important thing, too, though, is I think the community will actually, you know, encourage you to share more of that. And as people share more failures, I actually do believe that entrepreneurship becomes more raw, it becomes more accepted, it becomes something that people can actually weigh and get into with a proper mindset. Yeah. No. No doubt. And the time we went to the why. Okay. The time we went to the why. Let me say the story first. Story. Oh my God, Buster. (laughs) Anyways, I'm not going easy on you now. Oh my God. Bring it. That's why we're here. (laughs) Buster comes to Toronto. I I think it was the same trip.
0: I don't think it was. I was thinking about the It was a different trip. I think it was a different trip.
1: It was a different trip. Oh, yeah. This was was the Art Plug trip where we met Marcel at Ottawa. Yes. Yes. I got Buster a drink. He didn't drink it anyways. um, That being said, we went to the YMCA. (laughs) We went to the YMCA. We were playing basketball. And uh, I'm going to say, all right, Buster one-on-one, he did beat me. Okay? Buster one-on-one did beat me. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Right? So I'm being honest here. However, when we played three-on-three, I lit Buster up. He hit some threes. I hit some threes, including the game-winning shot over his face, and it was highly disrespectful, but it, was, it, it needed to be done. Um, I think the best part of that wide trip, though, was how Buster became a celebrity within like five minutes again. Yep. So after he lost, there were kids on the other side in Toronto, Ontario, who came over and were like, Oh my God, are you Buster? Like You run Hoops Nation. And all of them challenged us to a three-on-three game. And I kid you not, I don't think I have ever been destroyed more in my life. Like those kids were the best fifteen-year-old kids. You know what the worst part about that
0: was? <laughs> what?
1: First off,
0: the second they came over, they laid like the rules oh, yeah. Yeah. of our game. <laughs> they thought it out. They were like, they were like, you're gonna give me a shout out on if Instagram yeah. if we win. Yeah. Like, and they didn't tell us that they were like bronze long kids that, or something. Literally, that
2: one kid that I had to guard.
1: Oh yeah, all those kids were yeah.
2: That kid, like that kid hit th- like NBA level threes consistently and just like crammed it. That- I gave him <laughs> yeah. I gave him the lane after he hit the threes. I'm like, okay, like, you know, I- and just crammed it. And I was like, okay, okay now okay. I'm going to have to just like use the fact that I'm a little bit heavier than him and just push him around a little bit. <laughs> Didn't work I, that well.
0: I have a theory on middle schoolers yeah. that middle schoolers are better than people freshly out of high school at basketball Interesting. because of how they play every day.
1: Really? Like, like, they, like. Why do you like think they're, they
0: just—they're just at school every day and they just play? Right. Like, they're in a gym, they're at the Y, they're mm-hmm. doing something. Right. The second year out of high school, if you're not playing, playing like playing on a team, yeah, it's like you just deteriorate on the court. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So I think middle schoolers, on average, are better than the average person just out of high school. i Two, three years out. My best year was that. ninth grade. There, ninth yeah. grade <laughs> <laughs> was my best year. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm practically a middle schooler now because mm. I just play basketball every day, but. If I wasn't, I would definitely take my eighth grade self over my current. Yep. But um
1: it is worth, by the way, noting that we played three games with those kids and we did win one. We won. the We won the first one. We won the second and one. And then we played a three. And then we, and then we played the third. the
2: third and we lost by like two points.
1: Yeah. So, so it was very good. It close. wasn't like it was were fair, good. They, although they they were was a couple really good of food them
0: food. were lazy. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> like they like they relied too much on their shooting and yeah. they were just popping deep threes. But one of them was like
2: Yeah, that that one kid, I've like I pride myself on my defense. He knows that. Like usually when the league games, like I'm like, I'll take like their better score because I'm good at defense. I'm not the greatest on offense. I've never been put to shame by anyone as hard as I have by that 15-year-old kid. And normally, like if your kid.
1: boy like if your is getting crossed up, sometimes you laugh a little. But I didn't even feel like laughing because I'm like, I, know, I was like, oh, I, go ahead, switch I, on. I know, yeah, I know, switch I couldn't guard hit that.
0: Switch on. <laughs> oh, we were so confident, too. We oh, were we talking were. in their face yeah. and everything. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're literally like 14-year-olds.
1: Um, <laughs> we played oh, our man. hearts out that we time. Did. We did, we really did. We really we did. Really did. <laughs> but yeah, short story long, long yeah. story short? Long story short, yeah, long story short. Um. Buster did get lit up by me, so that's just what oh, I want that's, people to that's I thought thing. you were
0: gonna say something nice.
1: <laughs> I was expecting something nice. I've been seeing the TikTok videos though. I think I think you've gotten a lot better recently. Um TikTok?
0: Most of those are making fun of my game. Really? You're on TikTok now, Buster? I'm on TikTok. I call it Tim Tom though. I know, I've been <laughs> noticing that on, yeah. on Instagram. I haven't downloaded the app yet. The Do amount you, of people that yeah. yell at me. I call it Tim Tom. <laughs> like I've gotten like death threats
1: over calling it Tim Tom. <laughs> Why? Why? Are- I, the internet stays. I have a question on Defeated. TikTok. Yeah. I have a question on TikTok for you though. Yes. Like, do you really believe for somebody in business should they be on TikTok? Like if I'm like, yes, you know- because there's no downside.
0: No right. downside. Upload your Instagram stories on TikTok. It's the easiest strategy, right there. Hmm. Same average optimized length content. Max on Instagram is 15 seconds. Right. Uh, Average optimized like high performing HP post on TikTok is seven to thirteen. Got it. So cool. Your average Instagram story just slap one of the top twenty trending songs on it, upload it to TikTok, put three hashtags on it, <laughs> exit the app, and go about your day.
1: <laughs> I would do that.
0: Yeah, one of the things I've started doing is I spend a lot more time now, just like with my own social strategy, right? Screenshotting from different media accounts and crossing, right. Right. So, like I'll take my LinkedIn copy, yep. screenshot it, post it on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. um I'll take my Twitter, make it a post on Instagram, make mm-hmm. it a poll, uh, and then I'll do like these overall things, then I'll make a post about the post yep yeah yeah, yeah. like I, I think you know obviously we all of us know know of of Gary's content very well, but I think that's one of the things that Gary Bannerchuk does very well repurposing um repurposing content, being able to create like two hundred pieces of content out of four ideas, yep. It's really smart. How important do you think having a personal brand is for business?
1: I think for us, it's benefited us quite a bit. You were mentioning fundraising. We, we raised our initial round primarily off having a bit of a personal brand, like having a network that we could immediately go out to and ask for, for money. Um, and we did that mainly by interviewing people. So like about three, four years ago, I was interviewing people on LinkedIn. I called it unconventional. And I realized 99% of people in the world love talking about themselves, Exhibit A. And I wanted to go and get people to not go for coffee with me, but to sit down, tell me their life story, and then I build a relationship with them from there, um, which I thought was great. It's mutually beneficial. Um, so for us, I think our personal brands now, I think, is very much around trying to show the reality of entrepreneurship. We're both incredibly passionate about that. Which I'm the biggest fan of, thank like you. we were just talking about. Yeah, like but it needs to be said really because we've gone through so much over the last two years, and I know we will over the next year as well, and the next year after that. And you know, however many years comes with True Fan and whatever else we're working on, we will go through that. But people need to know it before they get into entrepreneurship, that it is not all roses. And I think people know that to a degree, but they don't really know specifically what the downside is anything are. until you literally do it. Feel it. Literally do it. You gotta feel it. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So yeah. I, I think it's important. I, I generally think yeah. you know, building some sort of personal brand yeah. is always important. It is like I like
2: I don't have a strong following on any platform. Period. I've just never been good at it. Never something that I overly prioritize. And there's a lot of rationale. Like I was on TV at 14, and I'd walk, and people kind of knew who I was in Canada. And I wanted to have a little bit more of my life private, and social ended up being that which I think, you know, at the time made sense, but was a big mistake because those were really good opportunities to try to build a youth following, which is what I really care about is talking to young people about entrepreneurship and the struggles that happen. But I think it's super important, right? Like I think, you know, it's almost as important now as, or even more important sometimes as like a resume. Like people will just trust your opinion if you have a lot of followers. You might not even have, uh, you know, certain knowledge or background or you may, you may not, you know, the world is crazy, social media is crazy, you know, followers are bought, likes are bought, comments are like, you know, it's it's a, it is kind of a bit of a wild, wild west. But for for some people, you know, it's it's super, super important. Right. And there's a lot of times where I've tried talking to people and they haven't necessarily taken me fully seriously because I have a very small social following. When we get talking and they hear about my experience and my background, then they're like, oh wow, that's crazy. Then they start talking. And usually the question is, why don't you have a follower? Mm -hmm. so um, and I've tried you know obviously I I try to pick up from you and Swish and and Elliot you know the three of you have always given me a lot of tips I think it's no one's fault but my own that I just don't put a lot of time into it and I think everything in life the time you put in you know get that back in, in one way or the other so but I think it's super important like if you're a young person out there and you're thinking about not posting or posting like take it from me someone who didn't do it like do it um, and it doesn't need to be perfection. Like, you know, when I was at Stanford, I remember telling Elliot this. I'm like, I think my life's kind of boring. Like I kind of just go to class and I come back to my dorm room and I study and I do a few things here and there. Like, I don't know why anyone would want to see that. Instagram's full of like these people on like private jets and planes and splashing money. <laughs> and he told you they're not actually. Yeah. Well, he told me they're not actually he's like <laughs> he's like onic, there's a lot of people that might actually really resonate with what you are living. And I think that's my biggest piece of advice to I anyone agree. listening to this is like. Don't be scared that you're not posting what's quote-unquote cool because, I, yep. in my opinion, being relatable right now
0: is almost more important. It's a gift. Yeah. It's cooler also. It yeah. really is. It really is. Yeah, I agree with that the most. Got a little surprise here. One sec. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, man. Holy shit. So we're going to be doing a giveaway here on the podcast. Wow. This is our friends from Hit Parade. It's DA Cardworld, David Adam's Cardworld, I don't know if you guys saw the last podcast, but we did these jersey unboxings. Right. So we opened a box with a mystery <laughs> signed jersey by an NBA player. Uh-huh. Wow. Today, a signed basketball by wow. an NBA player. Could be Michael Jordan in there. Could be LeBron James in there. We don't know. We don't know. Wow. And in promotion of this podcast, we're going to give both of them away. Amazing. Wow. So you guys can go ahead and open, open each them. one. Swish, you go first. All right. Let's find out who he has. I very am, uh,
2: uh, Buster, What? could you tell me a little bit about what the number...
0: Uh, here's uh, yeah, so, they only, so this is what is it series what does the series say on the top uh, series 4 so it's series 4 they only made a 100 in series 4 okay they're all on the Dave and, Dave and Adam's site um, but they they do different collections of different items this is yeah. the bat, one of the basketball ones sweet 2018-19 sweet alright which has number 12 you buy 12 you buy the mystery box and I'm gonna be terrible with this Onik. I need your help here Oh, we might need a knife. A knife. We, we might, need might need a knife. All right, so we have them open now. We just yep. needed to grab knives instead. Justin, <laughs> a.k.a. Hulk <Yeah. laughs> Wolverine, got these <laughs> incredible boxes open. Swish, go ahead. Find out who you got.
1: All right. I think it, it, it says on the
0: little name tag in it there. It says but...
1: the name tag. Take that out. Oh, man. This is very elaborate. You right. got a real basketball. It's a real basketball. And... I'm gonna take that, open and right in here. Take the ball out. Oh wow, there's a lot of.
0: So if you're watching this, this could be yours.
1: This could be yours,
2: straight here we up. go Honestly, I've always loved uh, like signed, oh, like man. the actual. Oh man. Oh wow, it's like an a official
1: official, official ball. ball. Wow. Official ball. Kemba Walker,
0: Kemba Walker, Kemba Kemba Walker, Walker. Kemba Walker, Boston's newest superstar.
1: I love it. That That is a really nice ball. (laughs) Very,
0: very exciting. Yeah, this is makes me want to go out and hoop. Hoop, (laughs) honestly, yeah. Kemba Walker, it's pretty sick. So if you're watching this right now, make sure you're following at the Buster Show and at Hit Parade Collection for a chance to win. We'll announce the winner on next week's episode. But fanatic certified. Anik, let's see. Yeah, do you want see me to open it up have. all the way as well? Open it up. All right. Let's yes, sir.
1: This. It's gonna be Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> let's
0: see what his luck's looking like. All right. Let's. Uh... Oh wow! This is a uh...
2: for all you fans of the NBA for a long time are gonna enjoy this one. Yep. Yeah. This sick.
0: Oh man! Yeah, I just saw the name. on the- <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or should I say two names? Two names. <laughs> Damn, we
2: have on this ball Gary Payton and Sean Kemp
0: with the Hall of Fame the tag Hall on of it.
2: Fame tag, that's special. That is Whoa. special. That's real
0: special. For anybody watching this, <sighs> damn, that's a that's, a, <laughs> that's sick one. those are some signatures. That's a sick one. Hit Parade collection, ladies wow. and gentlemen. This was a fun little addition. I love doing these on the podcast. Hall of Fame. Woo, love that. Big time. Just keep it ragging. I want to talk about it. uh, entrepreneurship in general for kind of some of these like young hustlers for mm-hmm. like for sure for the kids that are, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 in high school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what would your best advice be for them if if somebody knows that they like business, yeah. but they don't know what they like, mm-hmm. but they know they like business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What would you advise? What would you guys advise to those people to kind of figure, figure it out? In some way, shape, or form?
1: I think for me, number one is don't buy courses or books and and think that just by reading, you'll be able to figure out what entrepreneurship is all about and what ideas are coming to you. Um, For me, like I was a kid growing up that had so many ideas, I just had to record them somewhere uh, and put them on my phone or write about them. And over time, I started thinking about one or two ideas in a really deep way. And I started realizing that maybe building something around that idea would be cool. Um, if you do want to do that, by the way, though, don't just say you're going to build it. Actually go and do something. So again, if you want to build an app, go on envision.com, i n b i s i o n, And you can build a wireframe, a non-functional wireframe. Even a humanities student like me can figure it out where you can visualize your idea a lot better and you can get feedback right off the bat. That, that early part, by the way, that, that first month, two months of having an idea, the most important thing is to get feedback as much as possible.
0: I agree. I think feedback for everything, for everything. any idea, any content, any anything. Yep. Like this podcast, for example, and it's the best example I can use because anyone listening or watching this right now uh, can literally see it. Mm-hmm. But um, like the amount of things that we've changed every single episode. Yep. I mean, it's like
1: you're tinkering, right? You're experimenting. That's the best a part. Ton. And that is really what entrepreneurship is about. You have a hypothesis, and you're going out and experimenting, and you're testing whether the idea works or not. That's really what it comes down to. And anybody that doesn't change it, like it's you lose. Yeah. Like
0: it's yeah. very straightforward.
2: Yeah. yeah. Adopter die, really. And mm-hmm. one of
0: my favorite things is like if you go back, like one of the podcasts that inspired this one, I've said it before, but Joe Rogan, you go mm-hmm. back and watch the first five years of his podcast, which he started at about age forty six, forty
1: seven. How old is he now?
0: Fifty two, fifty three, okay, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um he just did it off his couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was scrappy. Jeff Bezos out of like, you know, that classic photo with like the spray painted Amazon sign in the corner. Yep. Um, Or I I saw recently his first email uh, looking to hire somebody. Yeah. Where it was like, hey, looking for somebody to help with like product strategy. Yeah. This company called Amazon Books. Uh Um, Yeah. That's like, that's my favorite thing ever. Mm -hmm. Like the best. Yeah. And I know you guys as entrepreneurs, like, that's like,
1: that's like the like that better than like the
0: Rachel's like that is <laughs> that's amazing. The best.
1: Those are all iconic moments and I think the more and more you see it, the more and more you believe that every entrepreneur starts off in a very similar way. Obviously certain people that, are more privileged that but, you and you can have like the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like it is that. Yeah.
2: Everyone starts from somewhere. Yeah. I think the there's like a lot of places that you see that. I think one place that I've always seen that is like the gym. Mm -hmm. Like I remember going to the gym when I never really started working out. And I was like, you know, I played a lot of sports, but I was like a really skinny kid. I just ran a lot, right? I remember starting at the gym. It was like Gold's Gym or something. So there was like a lot of big big people there. I remember being like embarrassed. Like I was scared to like put up weight because people would be like, I thought I was like the weakest person there. And you kind of sit, you think like, no one, you know, is like this. No one came, you know, no one was born and was, jacked like that's just like everyone put in work you know to some people have different better genetics or whatever but like everyone starts from somewhere like i don't know like uh, there's uh you know there's no other way of putting it right so and i think the tough thing is as you progress going back and remembering that right be the big guy in the gym that is supportive uh, to the person who's just starting out and uh, on entrepreneurship be the person that's you know being a successful entrepreneur but you know, when someone tells you an idea, you know, don't be a savage, be like like I was there. I didn't understand what was going on. I maybe didn't understand this vertical because mm-hmm. I didn't have the experience in it, and you know, have that empathy to be able to say, "You know, let me help guide you if that's what you're looking for, and if you're not looking for anything, let me silently support you uh, in any way that I know how. I think that's really important, even that silent support you know means a lot for people, whether it's at the gym, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's sports, you know life, art, whatever it may be. Uh, I think that's integral to. Just fostering a positive community—it's
0: yeah. everything, a hundred percent. I think, like, like even for your friends too. Like, if for anybody listening to this, like, just hit up like four or five people and tell them you, yeah. support the vision.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because like, even people that aren't great at accepting compliments, mm-hmm. like, it goes a long way.
1: It really does. Sure. It validates them. It motivates I'm, them to work. The last harder. time
0: I talked about that was with uh, when Farouk was here. Yep. Who we've also had very interesting nights yep. with. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He, he, Real he, quick, before we talk more about uh, Farouk and that, I just want to talk about the night yep. that he took us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came. This was your city. Yep. But he took. He very much like took the hold of the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, dragged us to. I guess it's like the
1: secret speakeasy. Yeah.
0: Speakeasy.
1: I yeah, never even yeah. knew
0: about this thing yeah. before we went. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like apparently Drake and LeBron, like all these people go there. Yeah. Um, but you walk into this front area. And it's just a normal like bar looking thing, not very cool. Mm-hmm. You you if you know, you know, and yep. you go around the corner and there's yep. like a secret door that you yep. unlock. They say some like kind of cornball stuff, but it's whatever. <laughs> and then they open this other entrance and you go into like this huge bar. Like, layer yeah. of a bar. Yeah. And our boy is just yeah, <laughs> throwing yeah. signals to everyone in the room to bring every drink in, in the four-mile yeah. vicinity um, to our tables. Yeah, And then we got put up next to some people yep. who were definitely on every drug ever.
1: They apparently got married recently. And like that morning or that something. That morning or something, probably in Vegas, who knows. But the, they, they came. And they were just flying all over the place. And they were like, we just got married and you guys seem amazing and we're going to get you shot. And they like ordered three round of shots for every single person. The guy was also
0: car shopping on his phone. <laughs> like he was obviously going through some insane, like not midlife crisis, but like yeah, yeah. Mari- like marital crisis or for- something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um. And and Farouk was loving the guy deep. Oh
1: yeah, deep in it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: if you haven't watched the Farouk episode, definitely check that out to get an idea of who who we're talking
1: about. He's, Very. Uh, he's a superstar. He's so funny, though. I love him. <laughs> the most. The most. Yeah. Everything. He's just charismatic to like a whole nother level.
0: Um, But he, he was loving it. Yeah. I was looking at watches and all that too. <laughs> it was like the funniest thing Remember
1: ever. the magic trick that I pretended to do on him? Oh. Yeah. So Ash, yeah. another one of our friends. Thank yep.
0: goodness I'm mentioning Ash. Yeah. Um, Who works at the Score yep. company we all love. Mm-hmm. And um, he has a friend who I believe he manages, but uh, yep. Xavier. Xavier, yeah. Who does... Magic.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Crazy talented. Yeah, super good um, at it. He starts doing tricks. Anytime anyone does anything and Swish sees, <laughs> uh, Swish has to at least give it a shot. Yep. He did. Uh, what 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 did you even try to do?
1: I basically I don't even know how I did it, but I I, I took out all the cards and I was like pick a card, any card, and Farouk picked a card. And I don't think that he realized that he was showing me like part of the card. Like when he picked it up, I could kind of see what card it was. It was like a four of hearts or something. And he was showing everyone. And then he put it back in the deck. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go crazy with this. So I like put the cards down. I told Farouk to shuffle it. He shuffled it. I shuffled it. I put the card down. And I'm like, I know your card. It's a four of hearts. And he lost his mind. Like, also, he was a couple of drinks down, but he was looking around, like, how did Swish do it? Like, how did he do it? Like, Xavier knew how I Damn. did it, but everyone, like, including you, actually, for a long time, until I told you, like, yeah. I think five minutes after. So funny. Everyone Couldn't was like, holy in. shit.
0: Well, I've got a deck of cards right here. <laughs> oh, my. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> that don't, been
1: amazing. Don't, don't expose me, man. Don't
0: expose me. <laughs> I remember, though, one thing I will uh, definitely compliment you on. Um, I remember when I did your podcast, and mm-hmm. there was a Drake song mm-hmm. that I don't know. You know, Swish can do this. He went word for word <laughs> with no instrumental, no song over the Headlines.
1: Oh, headlines! Yeah, cold. Yeah, it can do it too. It's actually one of the things we Head- can both do. Headlines, and
2: I think like over. Yeah, over is like my. Yeah, you know, that's like what's you know, there's like those memes. It's like, what's that one song that if you miss a lyric, like you'll die? What song do you pick? Yeah. For me it's like headlines are over. I'm you know to- you're Canadian man's.
1: Yeah. When- <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm trying to think if I have one like that. Um, I remember probably back in the day. You remember who Tyo Cruz was? Oh god! Back yeah. in the day, I probably could dynamite, dynamite, oh. bro, all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was oh the best. That would yo. break your heart. Oh, oh my, oh my, my ludicrous. god! Ludacris, Ludacris, Ludacris,
0: the Black Eyed Peas too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Was he in the Black Eyed Peas? No, 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 no. no. That, uh, who am I thinking of? T. No, not um, no. no, 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 no. T. Uh, no, um,
1: no. no. will, will I, I am. Will I. Will I am.
0: Will I am. Who are your guys' top five favorite artists right now?
1: Uh, Travis Scott's number one. We share that. I know. Respect. Yep. Uh, I think number two, Sean Mendes. I'm like guilty of just being like, he's perfection. I'm like, just actually, <laughs> like, he had literally well, perfection. That's going to be the quote card. Yeah. Sean Mendes. He's perfection. He'd literally perfection. Swish. Um, 2019. Ariana Grande. Uh, what do I really like all the time? Like, uh, you know, my music taste, yeah. Kanye, obviously, yeah. You love, Kanye. I love Kanye, and I think at the Kanye Bear, probably five like up and coming art. Probably that's hard. Number five, it's hard because I'm like debating between like Uzi Vert because like Onyx really got me into him, but he hasn't released anything new for a while. Or maybe someone like a Jay-Z that I would just go back to. That's true. Feel, feel you like the
2: throwbacks. Yeah. You're a big fan of the throwbacks. Jay-Z,
1: is, it's today as of recording, this is his
0: fifth, 50th birthday. Wow. And he just released his entire catalog of music onto Spotify. Wow. Today.
2: Wow. Breaking I'm, news. I did not know that. Huge. Yeah, what about today, titles? <laughs> today's big 50. Um, Money. Yeah. Uh, continue. Five for me. <laughs> five for me uh, Logic. Okay. Kyle. Okay. Big shout out, Kyle. Um, I've been a huge fan of his music since I was like 12. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Just like saw his freestyles on YouTube. I'm like, this guy's sick. That's sick. Um, I really like uh Lil TJ. He's coming up right now. He has like one take and FN. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I love Lil TJ. He's really good. Uh I think he's super talented. Um, Lil Tekka's really good. Like that whole album I thought was a really good album. I liked it. Um and finally, like you know, at the end of the day, I don't think I can put Drake on and not enjoy it. So I'd I'd put him there. I'd say he's definitely one of one of my top five. But I have a very like weird and extensive like uh interest in rap. Like I listen to a lot of people that like very little people know because I just find them pretty good. Yeah. What yeah. do you guys
0: listen to your music? Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Tidal, Music. Apple yeah. music. yeah,
2: Apple Music, but YouTube. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: You know what my favorite thing in the world is? Live music on YouTube listening. Yeah, I usually listen to it on SoundCloud, but I'll listen to live concerts professionally recorded Mm -hmm. on SoundCloud. The whole thing,
1: I know you could even do that. Wow, no one knows.
0: Yeah, (laughs) this is a secret. (laughs) What do I search up? Like, I'll send you links afterwards. Like, I I think because there's some artists
1: like Travis, for example. Yeah,
0: his music is completely different live to recorded. Oh, yeah, and live is a thousand times better,
1: way better. The energy of the crowd, too, just makes you want to like listen to it. So, I'm, I listen to yeah. live recordings. I'm guilty. That's that. what I do. When, when I, my version of stargazing that I play in the morning, pretty much every morning, Bingo. It's from Governor's Ball. Like, I literally like, so scraped I love it. It's so much the better. So the much energy better. is so much better. It's different. 100%. Yeah.
0: I'm so glad somebody else agrees. <laughs> yeah. um, if you could have dinner with three people, living or dead, who would it be? Whew. <laughs>
1: um, All at once?
0: At once. Or, or like, all separated. at once. Oh, all at once. All, all at once. wow. At once. Oh, 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 okay, so you gotta think okay. about the
1: dynamic. Dynamic, that's what I think. A lot of legends on the
0: wall behind Please. you guys. Yep. Okay. For inspiration. Dai Lama
2: would be one. Dai Lama would be one. Um, this is hard. Dai Lama Kobe Bryant, and
0: can't go wrong with Kobe. Yeah, (laughs) man,
2: this is tough, bro. This is a really tough question because I feel like I'm, I'm, my, my mind is very narrow right now, uh, and I'm probably like I wouldn't be able to think of maybe some some people that would fit really well. But the wall. Oh yeah, true. Oh, Mike Tyson. Man. Sorry, no, no, not Ma- Tyson, No, yeah. no, no, not Mike Tyson. I just I saw Mike Tyson, <laughs> so I just thought that.
1: Uh, sorry, Muhammad Ali. Obama, Ma- uh, yeah. Muhammad Ali. Oh yeah, Mike Tyson.
2: <laughs> no, he's just right there. Yeah. So I, I saw <laughs> it, then I thought boxing, and then I was like, oh Muhammad Ali, but I said,
1: you know, Mike Tyson. Is Muhammad up on the wall? Yeah. Is he? He, yeah. No, no, he, is he? No, he's not. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he's at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, top. the top, top left. So who what I? You? Um, Elon Musk, Barack Obama, and Michael Jackson.
0: Yeah, mm. Michael's right behind you, mm-hmm. jamming. Yep. Yeah. I would
1: probably go with, apart from
0: Rachel and Rachel, Ed <laughs> Swish. Uh, Going to go with Swish, Onik, and Barack Obama. Let's go. That's a that's a that's star, a lethal that's a superstar dinner it's right there. A lethal roundup. Uh, only two podcast alumni though. Calling, <laughs> out, calling out the former president. Um, no, nah, I think I think Kanye would be cool too. Just yeah. like to pick Kanye's brain for a little bit. Sure. Um, but if it was actually like three, like living or dead, mm-hmm. seriously, yep. I, w- I would never pick somebody alive because really? there's always a chance. That's true. That's a
1: great, that great point. That is true. Always a
0: chance. So yep. I'd probably go with like, I mean, like, like for documentation's sake, mm-hmm. just like, like if I'm thinking like social, yeah, I'm going to have Jesus at the dinner <laughs> table. Martin Luther King. I mean, he's got to be up there. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: that was a great one. Yeah. Like, really literally good inspired one. so much of my like early. I'm gonna
0: have life. Abraham Lincoln on
1: the podcast okay. yeah. with Jesus at the dinner. With Jesus. With Jesus. Okay. And this, this is already becoming the number one podcast. And Kanye West. <laughs> 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 to be a massive fight between Jesus, Jesus and, and Kanye, Kanye West. <laughs> like I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. <laughs>
0: Jesus walks, gets up, leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. It would be amazing. Um yeah that'd be fun. So what are kind of your guys' like goals? like mm-hmm. How do you guys look at like goals? Yeah, like, I think do you guys do you write, write down goals? do you I write think them. about them, yep. do you just kind of do and then adapt?
1: What do you do? I'm very reflective throughout the year, so I love writing down my goals. I edit my goals whenever I feel like I have a new idea or a better idea of what I want to do. Um, the main goal, and I think Anik and I share this is we're trying to just grow truefan past the point where it is now um. I think we are the leading audience analytics platform, and over time, especially the next year, people are going to start to realize that. Um, and I think there's a massive opportunity for us to work with really big companies, potentially even sell to one of them. But just like the, the learning curve that we're going to go through the next year, I'm really pumped about that. There's going to be a lot of things we've never done before that hopefully we will, around entrepreneurship.
2: Yeah, um, to not directly echo the same sentiment, because I agree 100%. Um, I'm not great with writing down goals, I think I try to keep mental kind of short-term goals of, uh, you know, what I think makes me happy. I think for me, one of the things that I've always tried to look at and and go forward with is how can I be able to accomplish my goal in being as successful as possible in professional and personal life? Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, like, one of my goals is making sure that like, my brother always feels like he can hit me up or something like that. And I don't necessarily write those down. And I know Swish and I both share a very strong commitment to family. But um, there's a lot of personal goals that I have that I really am looking forward to challenging myself and putting myself to a very high standard in 2020 and, and going forward to be able to say, you know, sometimes it is hard because there's only so much of you that you can give to everything. But how much can I stress myself because only when you kind of push the boundaries and you find where kind of the, the cliff ends is where you can then create either the ability to expand or proper boundaries that allow you to
0: live life uh, happier and healthier. It's mm-hmm. a very thorough answer. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, do you, I ask pretty much every, every guest this, do you think social media is a good thing or a bad thing?
1: hmm. Um, I personally believe if I had to like weigh the harms and benefits of social media I think the benefits outweigh it Um, I however obviously think it comes down to how you utilize social media if you are making your happiness contingent on likes and followers you are leading a life that is destructive you are eventually that's going to catch up to you and you're eventually going to go probably in a very bad place um, which is sad to say but I think a lot of people make social media career without being hell-bent on like, my happiness is derived only from social media. Like I get it in other ways too. I think you're a great example of that, Buster. Um, but I do think there are a lot of benefits, like connectivity, the way that we're able to go and find jobs, the way that we're able to make jobs, the way that we're able to network and meet other people in different continents. like. That's something that was never done before. Like, I don't know how people in the 80s or the 90s met people and stayed in touch with them and worked on businesses with them across continents. Mm. Like I just don't know. Yeah. yeah know. What do you think?
2: I think I flip flop sometimes. I flip flop sometimes. I think uh, after hearing and I, I agree with everything that was said to my point about it being a good thing. Um, I think it's a good thing because I have a strong belief that the people that are creating these media platforms. For a vast majority, I wouldn't say all, but for a vast majority, are thinking critically about the impact that it has on a personal level, and are trying their best. At least I hope so, and I believe so. You know, I try to think the good in in most of these companies. um, That they're trying to build a product that is more focused on harnessing good than negative energy. And you know, for me, one of the things, and I think, and there's a lot of things that aren't fully the right direction, like hiding likes. I think there's pros and cons to it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for you know, now is there a way to validate how many likes people get if they have a ton of followers without going in and, and reading through, like, how can you tell if people just bought followers? Like for influencer marketing, there's a lot of fraud that already happens. Does this, you know, uh, compound that, yep. but for people, uh, I think that maybe are like me that are smaller, that maybe get worried that, you know, sometimes this post isn't going to perform as well, but I'm interested in posting it for me. I think it was cool. Like I, Like, I'm much more willing, and I haven't been active because we've been really busy on the business side, but I feel much more willing to post something, not worried that, you know, I think only 10% of my friends might like this, but, like, fuck it, I'm going to post it because I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think as we continue to move forward, I think weighing those different options and at least having the heart to test it, I feel like if that is the path that we go on, then I believe that social media will be a positive. I feel like if that doesn't
0: happen, then I think it'll become more and more detrimental as we go forward. Yep, I agree. One other thing I was going to add, I grab my notebook. I write everything down. Nice, cool, all
1: Same. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think
0: it's super valuable for people that like I can't meditate, I'm like crazy ADHD, like yeah. bouncing off the walls at all times, mm-hmm. or sleep, like one or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So for people that are like me, you know, it's like it's very it feels very productive. Because I think of something, and I don't do it. It's never going to happen.
1: No. Yeah. And it's also the worst feeling if you think of something and you forget about it. Like I'm generally scared oh, to have those. It happens
0: two hundred times a day. Like two hundred thousand
1: times. I hate Every other thought. I hate it. I text myself the most. Like out of you anyone, text I text a myself comment? so no. much. I, I, I
0: text myself links, but I don't really text myself thoughts. It's weird.
1: I video record. You video record. Selfie record. That's it. that's cool. I like
0: that. It's like, but the problem is, oftentimes I don't go back and watch
1: it. That's my issue with text. Like I'm two weeks behind now on going back through all my texts and actually reflecting. On How those. often do you text yourself? Uh, probably every 50. I, I texted myself twice during the podcast already. What do you say? Read them. TikTok repurposely content <laughs> was one. And then the other one was a reminder to, to do something later on. To do what? <laughs> I can't tell you that. He's going to text Rachel out oh, the podcast. My God. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to admit it. Um...
0: <laughs> oh, that's it would, it be would be amazing. If out?
1: one of them tweeted it out being like, go Swish, you're one of my best fans and I love you, I would die.
0: Want to hear a really funny story about Demita? About uh, Nichols, actually. I don't know if I've ever told. It would be crazy if I had never told you this story.
1: You met her, I know that, right? Briefly. Briefly.
0: I uh, when I was a senior in high school, I got a DM from an account that was Rachel. Bro, this is. I swear, you'll, (laughs) you'll laugh at the end of the story. I swear, it was Rachel Nichols. Like. 10,000 followers, like NBA posts, whatever. Um, And then I check back and I was like, whatever, it's probably like, there's no way it's her. Then it gets verified. So I'm like, oh, weird. Yeah. Because it was like, it was a kid on the account. Yeah. Like, it was obviously like they're asking me about Hoops Nation. Yeah. And like, yo, can I get a follow? Yeah. Probably not Rachel Nichols. (laughs) Yeah. So I check back and the account's verified. I'm like, no way. Wow. So, this person, Rachel Nichols was not on Instagram at the time. Mm -hmm. And this person hit up another employee at ESPN and said, Hey, it's Rachel. Could you pass it up the pipeline and get me verified? I haven't been able to find anyone that would do it. They did, and they got it verified. So, there was at one point in time a 20,000 follower Rachel Nichols.
1: That was not Rachel.
0: Yeah, there's a chance it was Doris Burke, though. It was one of the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was one of the two, but yeah. for story's sake, let's say it was Rachel. Rachel
1: yeah. Um,
0: it might have been Doris, yeah. but um
1: That's legend. And then it
0: got shut down completely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, but insane. That's ridiculous. How does that like <laughs> wow? That,
1: that's Insanity. crazy. There's no no due diligence that ESPN did on that. <laughs> Just passed it up. <laughs> Bro. Nuts. Wow. That's also, crazy.
0: Drake has a similar uh obsession with an NBA reporter. Doris Burke. Burke. So you guys do share that. I don't know if you ever thought about that.
1: No, um, I didn't. To be fair, my love is more intense, I think. Um, But yeah,
0: you're quadrupling down on this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah. This is the most like, like you're giving inspirational advice Why? to young entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going off on the total opposite Look, end of man, the spectrum. I was, I
1: was fine with anonymity, but with the minute you said the names, I mean, you kind of opened Pandora's box. Up. The floodgates. <laughs> yeah. It just got. just opened up completely. Yep.
0: Um, so where do, you, where do you see yourself in five years?
1: I don't know. I don't even know where I see myself next week. But like I really physically? don't I mean physically I think we'll be in Toronto, but I don't know like what state of mind what I'll be doing. I think I'd know what I'd be doing. Hopefully true fan. <laughs> but um in five years, I I'd, I'd hope that I, you know, got passed through a couple of businesses. Hopefully Anik and I, we don't want to just start true fan. We have other ideas that we want to go along to, but we really want to focus on one project at a time. But I'm really interested in entertainment, specifically Bollywood. Um, mm. so it's not like I want to be a Bollywood actor. I think that would be a dream. But I think you I, could. Thank you. I, I can't speak Hindi. That's my issue. You I could I, learn. I could learn. I could hey, learn. Man. You're also like Google not-
0: translating to getting <laughs> really good. They are Big Fox dubbing, is second.
1: Um, but no, I want to. I want to write or direct. Um, that would be really cool. So writing a movie or directing a movie would be super cool. My long term goal is always been politics, but I feel like in between entrepreneurship and politics, I want to do something around entertainment.
0: I'm gonna need some advice on on running for president. I believe you're my campaign. I am still your campaign advisor. First, <laughs>
1: um, yeah,
2: similar. Like I think the start similar to Swish. Like. You know, definitely want to see true fan to the fullest without a doubt. Believe in it wholeheartedly. Um, I've loved esports since I was 12 years old. I like watched Optic Gaming win COD XP, I think, 2011. Oh, it, might be, it might have been 2012. I kind of forget right now. It was like live.tv or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at Stanford, I wrote papers on esports. And, you know, I, I have a huge passion. You know, luckily, we've, I've been able to do stuff. Like both Swish and I were able to invest in FaZe Clan, which is like mm-hmm. crazy to think that I was like 11 Amazing. 12, 13 years old, watching their sniping montages, trying to create them myself, and now you know I'm an investor in the organization. So I think down the road I'd love to become more involved in in esports. It's something that I just think I have an incredible passion for, and you know we do stuff on the side here and there, you know, consulting work, whatever it may be. But uh, in some sort of full capacity later on, maybe it's five years, maybe it's not five years, mm-hmm. but that's something that I have an insane passion for, and and I love fully.
1: So that definitely be, would be something. Yeah. Onyx is going to start an esports org, and he's going to hire me as his first talent.
0: That's how it's going down? It's going down. What Call of Duty. Your, your best game is Call of Duty through and through? Because of
1: him. would like Tommy.
0: We played 2K one time. You we, beat me. I'm I not going to lie. I you did. beat me bad. Yeah. It was before. <laughs> it was very late. It was like 3 a.m. Yeah, I was staying up for You were pretty tired, yeah. Because otherwise, I would have, just like the opening story on this podcast, missed the flight. Yep. You know, that's the only time I've ever missed a flight, though. Really? Like, really? Full on missed. Wow. Like,
1: well, you didn't even try to get there. That's like what I, you mean. I did definitely try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was very apparent.
1: If your takeaway was that I didn't try, you missed the point
0: completely. Um, <laughs> but but uh, wow. uh, What were we talking about right before this? President. President. I need advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing well. I'm number yep. one in the polls nationwide. It's good. But uh, I need additional push yep. to get the job done. Yep.
1: Um, Who do you see as your, your greatest competition right now?
0: Uh... I think Trump is is going to be difficult just because he is the sitting president, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. But apart from that, I, I think there are a couple candidates on, on the Democratic side as well. I'm running as a, an independent party, called Buster's Party. Nice, yep. nice. Um, I like that. Yep. BP, which uh, double serves as mm-hmm. like kind of like a frat party. Oh, yeah. Um, it's good. Nationwide, nationwide. Though. Anyone's allowed. Brings very inclusive. Everyone. I love all that. races, all genders. I love all ages. That. We've got three year olds. We've got eight year olds. I love that. That's a party. No alcohol.
1: No alcohol out. No drugs. It's like a, it's like no. a block party, well, though.
0: It's like frat party got married with a block
1: party. <laughs> I like that. That's really what it That's is. That's cool. But it's
0: across the entire
1: time Is Lil Pump still going to be the national anthem? I don't think you think you changed it. You changed it to uh, hear Travis it. Scott.
0: I'll tell you this story real quick, but uh, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I think I could tell the story. Um, <laughs> you
2: know what's going to be a good one? Buster had a quick pause and be like, I think I could tell shit.
0: it. <laughs> it was too late. I really shouldn't. It's fine, whatever. Trust so, me, man, I've said worse. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not a saying thing. All right. So, I was in bed uh, last week. That's good. Just got out of the shower. Mm-hmm. In bed. Find Out. I got a call. Pick up. Yo, I'm gonna merge bump it. I was like, all right, cool. Okay. See how this goes. Mm-hmm. Yo, <laughs> what's up? I'm like, all right. <laughs> what's going on bro <laughs> what's rocking yeah it was like his manager that, that called in the first place who just right. a couple of basketball guys that I know yeah. so I knew it was somewhat I knew it was legit yeah um, we just started talking hoops wow just out of I love that thin air
1: yeah I love
0: that um, <laughs> told him at the podcast he was like yeah I'm down
1: yeah um,
0: <laughs> but uh, but he had a funny vid the reason they, they called was because he had a funny um, basketball video Patrick Beverly at the free throw line he was in the Clippers Rockets game oh yeah and he so, like, uh, zoomed in, the
1: camera zoomed in on him.
0: The camera zoomed in on Pat Bev. Yeah. Pump was like, yo, you suck. <laughs> and then he missed and was like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah. It was a
1: really good video. Yeah.
0: Um, but they asked me to distribute it, so I did. Nice. Um, really good video. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of Pump, I should have asked him to do the national anthem right then and there. Right
1: there. Yeah. You would have gotten an endorsement from like an A-list celebrity.
0: We've gotten many. Yeah. yeah. Endorsements from you.
1: Yep. From you. Yep. I endorse myself. That's good. I mean, um, you, big facts. that is the most important.
0: Yeah. You Without believe in yourself. So what do, you, what do you think I should do, though? Are there any other campaign policies you think I should add to the rotation um, as far as my candidacy? I the, would love the, for the podcast
1: to continue when you become president. Oh, I think it'll a, happen. a presidential podcast is oh, needed. Big it actually is a great idea. That's a genius yeah, idea. I actually Unfortunately, think.
0: there's only one person that can do it. Oh, <laughs> there's only one president at a time.
1: I mean, you, don't, you can change that too. You know? I will. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whether it's 2020 or 2036, it's going to happen. Do you have a VP yet? Oh, Dylan. 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 Yeah. yeah. Dylan, Dylan Drew is the legend yeah. out of LA.
1: And Dylan's excited about out the campaign. Too. Super yeah. excited. I love it. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. The, the main thing holding me back is you have to be 35 to run.
1: Yeah. Have you looked at getting a lawyer for that? Talking you know, constitutional law. We're for lawyered
0: year. up. You yeah. want to see a photo? I'm going to show you. Um, Are you representing
1: yourself or do you actually have a lawyer?
0: I'm going to show you. This was this morning. I was meeting with my, I hired my own secret service. Okay. Um, this was <laughs> this morning. Damn, man. Yeah. Um, it's we'll, a lot of people. We'll, we'll insert it into the video. I'll send it to the yeah. writer who edits. But,
1: no, that'd be great. Um, do you need that many people for protection?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's mean in these streets. Yeah, it is. It's tough. tough. You think you'll win the state of New York, though? It's all the uh, the social media haters. Yeah, <laughs> I have Secret Service to protect me from the social media haters, from the comments. Yep, actually, yep. yeah, the DMs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> could you imagine if people had like it would be protection insane. for social media? I mean, that's literally that's what a burner account is.
1: Yeah, but let's say you have hired burner accounts, like hired people. I think that should be a thing for real celebrities. I think that is a thing, bro. Actually, I feel like people do that. I would not be surprised. If I'm already thinking of ways to automate it. Some yeah, <laughs> some controversial celebrities probably have like a team that just checks their account, deletes comments, stuff like that. Or and even like hide like, them like, up, turn, yeah. And is like, acting real? Turn yeah. them off. Yeah. Completely. Yeah.
0: But there's no worse feeling than than somebody like makes fun of you in a comment and gets a ton of likes. Yeah, <laughs> the worst yeah. feeling in the world. Yeah. Although you know what's funny is usually it's true. so yeah. <laughs> That's why. God. Why it hurts. Then, then, then you, then you laugh. Yep. And it's like, okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the worst. Oh,
1: oh, I love that.
0: Um, I see you wearing the Murakami. Mm-hmm. Kanye.
1: Yep. It's good. I actually, I, one girl told me that it was a squirrel, uh, and I'm like, okay. So I'm happy you got the reference.
2: I have a super funny but unrelated story, kind of to that. <laughs> can I tell it really quickly?
0: No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can tell.
2: So, so um, I was at uh, it was in it was in high school. We were, we were at a we were at a house party, um, and I was hanging out with two of my friends. And, we, and the movie Selma had just come out. Fantastic yes. movie. Amazing. Uh, we were just jamming about it. Uh, two guys, just super super cool guys, uh, Rajan and and uh, and Logan. Um, and we're, we're chatting about it. And then whatever, an hour goes by, we come meet up, and John comes back, He's just dying of laughter. I'm like, yo, what up? Like, what happened, man? He's like, oh, I was talking to this girl. She was really cute. I'm like, well, then why are you laughing so much? He's like, well, things were going well. I started talking to her, and I'm like, I asked her. I'm like, hey, have you seen Selma? And she's like, I don't know any Selma. Is she at this party? Oh, my. And he's like, at that moment, I was out. I'm out, yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah. That's that. So that kind of reminds me of the whole like, is that a squirrel? It's like that's yeah, I'm, so I'm funny.
0: <laughs> that's terrible. I haven't
1: seen any silver.
0: Like, Have you? Have you yet? Yeah. Oh my god! I want to talk a little basketball real quick. Yeah, For sure. You're a basketball fan. Big
1: basketball fan. You're a basketball fan. Of course. Both Raptors fans.
2: Uh, I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah. Lakers.
1: Growing up with Lakers fan because of Kobe, and now Raptors fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I was converted. to be fair, I yeah. was
2: a Grizzlies fan. Vancouver Grizzlies. Vancouver. Got it. Best best player on
1: Vancouver
0: when you were growing up.
2: Man, honestly, like Big Country was our biggest bust. That's all I remember. Was like he got drafted, what second pick, right? Second pick, Big Country, and he sucked. (laughs) Um, And then we also had Mike Bibby. We had Mike Bibby for a while. Mike Bibby's dope, but I think it was like past where Mike was like really balling out, like you know what I mean. Mm. Um, But those are the two players that I remember because one was like obviously Mike Bibby, and then the other one, Big Country, was just like a huge disappointment. Who do you guys having winning it all this year?
1: Winning it all? The final, the Raptors will make the final again, but I, I, I really Which believe that. Bold without right really Kawhi, but
0: they've been playing outstanding. Amazing,
1: uh, but I think the Clippers.
2: I think if the Lakers can remain healthy and they understand a better rotation to be able to beat the Clippers and understanding like rotational matchups better, I think the Lakers will win. I don't think if the Lakers stay healthy, then I think the Clippers will beat them
0: for sure. And then the Clippers will win the finals. I think the winner will be from the West this year, though. Yeah. If the Raptors make the NBA Finals, mm. it will feel like, honestly, even though last year was like the year and the first year and they won it all, yeah. it would feel so much better.
1: It would feel amazing. Because, oh. I mean, it would be the biggest, like, fuck you to Kawhi. The biggest. The oh, biggest, without a doubt. The biggest, like, all right, we made it here without you. Like, Pascal hopefully will be like an MVP candidate. If he candidate. plays
0: in Toronto, I'm curious the <sighs> dynamic of this and what do you think. If he plays in Toronto, Clippers, Raptors, NBA Finals, will we boo him? Would you boo him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think that's expected. Well, I don't think we'd boo him this like in the regular season. I think he'll get a standing ovation. Yeah. Like he'll get a tribute video. He's the greatest raptor of all time. He literally is uh, <laughs> And much respect to Chris Bosch, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Sometimes it'd
0: be what it'd be. Yep. Uh. A ring is a ring. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk. So our sponsor for this podcast is a company called Playline. Nice.
1: As yeah. you know. Yep.
0: Very well. Also Toronto based, like you guys. Yep. And their whole thing is predicting NBA players' stats. Yep. Mm -hmm. So guessing three stat lines. Yep. Yep. This podcast, recording it on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. releases next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've got three players for that day. I want to ask you guys to predict their stats. Gotcha. Got LeBron James at Orlando. Got James Harden at Cleveland, (sighs) and Kawhi Leonard in Toronto.
2: Oh, oh, really? I didn't even know he was coming next week. First
0: ones first. James Harden at Cleveland Points. Rebounds, assists. Once again, if you get all three right, you win a million dollars. You win a million dollars. <laughs> Can
1: win a million dollars on air. I don't think anyone. No. People People come very, very. One booked. person apparently was uh, a free throw away. LeBron didn't hit the free throw. He would have won a million dollars. Oh my he god. He was one point. He was one point oh short. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Yeah, imagine like the don't, anxiety. <laughs> don't break it. And it's like misses a free throw. <laughs> oh my god. He still won one. you though he won like 150,000. But for anyone that
0: enters, so we have like a special Buster Challenge on it. Yeah, it's called nice. the Beat Buster Challenge on Playline.com. Cool. And there are guaranteed winners. So mm-hmm. if Maybe. you finish first, you don't even have to get them all right; you win. Yep. And you also are entered to win different prizes each week. So we've given away LeBron James game worn jersey. Mm-hmm. Wow. Insane. That's incredible. Yep. Lots of Xboxes. Yep. Lots of signed jerseys. Yep. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Beat Buster Challenge. Love first. it. First. Um, James, James Harden, Harden Cleveland. Cleveland Points: assist. thirty-three.
1: Assists: eight, and then rebounds: seven.
0: Okay, Swish, I'm going to go down the
1: line with you, then I'm going to hit on it.
0: Yep. Okay. LeBron James at Orlando.
1: At Orlando, uh, 28 points, 11 rebounds, and 13 assists. And then your best friend, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> at Toronto. At Toronto? Ah, oh,
0: man. Drake with his championship
1: ring 14 on. 14 points. Oh, bold. Eight assists and nine rebounds.
0: Onik, James mm-hmm. Harden at Cleveland.
2: 38 points. Four assists,
0: seven rebounds. LeBron James in or Orlando,
2: twenty-two points, eleven rebounds, thirteen assists.
0: Very impressive, boys.
2: And Kawhi, and Kawhi. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Kawhi can't Leonard. forget about Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard to Toronto. Yeah, twenty-one points, like thirteen rebounds. I think. I think. Pascal is going to get sucked out, and he's just going to eat in the glass. And nine assists.
0: Hmm. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, real quick, you enter the Beatbuster Challenge at Playline.com. You put in $5, you get 25 free. Yep. You win.
1: That's a, that's a great deal.
0: Do you guys drink coffee? No.
1: no. I, I, I actually just started recently having one glass a week. Glass. It's a cup. <laughs> <laughs> One cup of coffee a week. Real a real weekend. ass warm glass.
0: War every time he touches <laughs> this, Swish arrives to Starbucks. In <laughs> Insert my coffee up. here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um,
0: I was gonna say I don't, and instead I put the money from that into playline. <laughs> <laughs> Smart, greatest plug. (laughs) Really good, right? So that's what I do. I love it Um, because it's five dollars. Starbucks getting expensive. They are this thing inflation.
1: Mm -hmm. It's such a real thing. U.S. president are going to have to handle it. What am I going to do about that? You should have a committee on inflation. So find nine of the best economists, hire them, and they'll sort it out. I'm going to hire Takashi
0: Murakami, (laughs) make some inflation merch, anti-inflation merch. Boom,
1: that would actually go viral. Anti inflation merch. merch. How do you fix that
0: though? Like, it's so crazy. I don't even, like, I literally don't understand how, like, there's just too much money in the system. Mm-hmm.
2: It, yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors to
1: it for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm no economist. I took two classes, <laughs> I took none. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're, you're basically trying to prevent people now from spending more money. So you want them to save. Um, so you're trying to get them to, like, invest in real estate and ideally put their money in stocks and bonds and so that you know you don't have to print more money you get it more in circulation.
0: I need to ask more people this. How do you cuz I saw there was a video one time on I think it was Mark Cuban breaking down how he allocates his money. Right. How he like believes that you should put 10% into something you believe in random yep. like bitcoin.
1: Yep.
0: 10% into stocks mm-hmm. and like 20% into real estate yep. and like other investments. How do you look how do you guys look at what you put what into, and do you think about any of those kind of miscellaneous?
1: Yeah, I think for me, like fifty percent goes into like you know, stocks, bonds, like things that are just there. I don't look at them. I'm not a day trader. I just keep them in like things that I know will produce returns over time. Um, and then the other fifty percent, I may, mainly allocate towards like Anik and I love investing now, so like it's something we're on the lookout for. We'll probably make I think two more by the end of the year. Um, so that's something I'm very interested in doing more with him too. It's like if we can again. We built like a new holding company now to be able to invest through. It's a dope name for it, but anyways. Um, <laughs> but if we can do that more, that'd be amazing.
2: Yeah, I'm. am I'm on the same way. Like, I think investing in really cool companies that you believe in, I think, is important. And it's also just paying it forward in the founder ecosystem. Yeah. Um, I'm a big real estate guy. I grew up with a lot of people you know, understanding the value of real estate, and at the end of the day, it's just simple. You know, supply and demand. There's only a certain amount of land as the population increases, that land becomes more valuable. You know, how do you pick and choose the right way and you know, how do you manage it is really important. But uh, I think real estate's important. But I'm not in any fiscal position right now that's making you know, big deals one way or the other. But all in all, uh, that's
0: kind of how I like to break things down. I love it. Are you taking a selfie right now? <laughs> Take a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> With that,
1: ladies and gentlemen, my friends,
0: I believe in you both.
1: (laughs) Very much so. Thank you. I appreciate you having us on, sir. Of course. Thank you,
0: Subscribe, Follow. Follow these two. Where can people find you?
1: At GoSwish. G-O-S-W-I-S-H on Instagram.
0: Uh, At
2: Onik.Claire. A-N-I-K-H
0: dot Mm K-L-E-R. Follow Onik before you follow. (laughs) Um, Word. Do that. And follow The Buster Show on Instagram for a chance to win. It's crazy. It's amazing. both of these basketballs. Catch you guys. Peace.